Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in your corner of the world. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, even if you're not American, that you can celebrate all the forms of freedom that you're allowed. Freedom is a big theme, isn't it? In recent weeks, months, in all of 2020, freedom has been kind of a theme. And tomorrow is the 4th of July, which is a day that celebrates freedom, basically freedom for the American Republic to exist (laughs) away from British rule. And it's really ironic because most people don't really realize or know that the United States is not really a free place. Not really. You know, as much as we'd love to believe it is the idea, the American dream is to do whatever the hell you want to do. It was founded on religious freedom while taking away freedom of movement and freedom of where you want to live for all of the Native Americans. So obviously got issues there. Uh, it was built up on the backs of the blacks, you know, um, slavery, uh, is how most of the United States got built early on. That's freedom taken away. So it's more of an idea of white people's freedom specifically so this I don't celebrate okay and where I live is Ecuador and we don't really celebrate the 4th of July here although there are a lot of restaurants that say hey 4th of July celebrate your freedom here but freedom is such a great idea So I'm not going to be talking about the 4th of July freedom, just even though that is a theme for the weekend, right? That is a theme for the weekend because of the holiday. And it is inspiring this uh, little diatribe (laughs) of mine right now, of course. But let's talk about greater freedom because in the United States, do you really have freedom? Can you really just go out and buy the drug of your choice and have at it, have fun? Sometimes, yeah. But if you get caught by the wrong people, (laughs) the the fun robbers, I call them, um, police, some people call them, they're fun robbers. They really are. They're just fun robbers. They steal everybody's fun. There's, it's very rare that they do anything good for people. (laughs) 
Oh, we don't want you to do that to your body. So now you're going to jail. What? Really? How is my body your business? You know, most of the things that they do, you know, I want to, I want to drive my car fast on the freeway. (laughs) You know, no one else is on the freeway. Why are you giving me a ticket? Why you got to spoil my fun? That's what I mean. It's just the fun robbers, you know, all, all law enforcement really for the most part are fun robbers. You know, the only time in which they're actually helpful and handy are when they're, you know, getting serial killers off the streets. I mean, really, what else is there? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's a few things, a few tasks that everybody can agree we need them for, you know, escorting ambulances, for example. (laughs) But I mean, telling people they can't protest, you know, seriously, that's fun robbing, fun robbers. So anyway, there's a lot of police activity in the United States. And for me, it just seems like it is a police state. The, all of them, all 50 of them, they're police states. Maybe Alaska, not so much. Not so many people there either. But what is freedom really? Freedom is a state of mind. And no matter who you are, where in the world you live, there are certain freedoms that you will have, can have, regardless of your circumstance. You can be in a communist country under surveillance, surveillance, I can't even say that word, surveillance, uh, 24-7. But they cannot take away your freedom of thoughts. You always have your mental freedom. They cannot take away your freedom of astral projection, of going to places far, far away in your dreams and meeting other people, like-minded people. They cannot take away your ability to pray and have conversations with God. They cannot take away your ability to meditate and fill your whole body with white light. They cannot take away your ability to be mindful and paying attention to all the things in your world, but really putting all your focus and attention on the things that are here now. You know, you could be in solitary confinement, but you can still leave your body and travel to other universes, other galaxies, other planets, or to your loved ones across town. There are many things that you can do to feel your freedom. We are having a lack of uh, freedom of movement. It's starting to open up in some places and it's probably going to be taken away from us in a few months because it looks like the COVID situation, it kind of goes like a roller coaster and it was on a downswing and we're like, Oh, thank God. But now we're going back on upswing in some parts of the world. So you got to be careful, you know, and you feel like your freedom is, you know, having your face show in public is being taken away from you. But 
it's really for your own good if you want to wear a mask some places require it don't be the crazy people who started throwing groceries at Trader Joe's I don't know if you've seen those memes that's not really a freedom is it to throw a tantrum in public and go viral and be known for the rest of your life as that idiot on TV who went crazy or the internet who went crazy I mean <laughs> I guess you have that freedom if you want to look look like a fool I don't want to wear a mask you can't make me <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean there should there should be like a meme mashup I'm sure on YouTube there's probably a meme mashup already done I've seen so many of these stupid videos <laughs> this week and I get it I do get it and I'm not really you know judging these people for totally freaking out about the mask thing I have asthma and it's an issue. Well, then wear a damn mask or have someone else do your shopping for you because you know what? I have asthma too. That's why I don't leave my house. That's why I actually have people deliver groceries here. Thank you, God. That's an option. You know, I'm grateful for the option, honestly. It's also, you could consider it as an option to not die <laughs> of a terrible disease, you know? But we, we do have freedom of time, though. Even if you're not in a situation where you can go to work and you're worried about money, you still, though, you have your time. It's a little bit, you have time freedom. There's, there's health freedom when you're perfectly healthy. You have health freedom, you know. And then there's, there's um, being free outside of a relationship. You're free. Oh, single and free, I can breathe, right? And some people feel when they are with the person that they love so much, it's the freedom to love. A lot of places, if you're um, in the LGBTQIA community, they now have the ability to marry. People have the ability to marry whoever they want, regardless of what's underneath their genes. <laughs> you know, and, and it always should have been that way, you know? If you love someone beyond anyone else and you love them so much more, you should have the ability to have that freedom to love them and legally marry them, you know, to share health insurance and tax breaks and whatnot. And I'm glad, thank God, it's it's becoming more and more um, uh, available. <laughs> You know, you could come to Ecuador and get married, go to Canada. There's all kinds of places you can go to, to marry somebody that you love if you are in the um, queer community. So that's a nice freedom. It's nice freedom to have. It's a hard, long, hard fought, hard fought, hard won. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Oh my God, sometimes the dyslexia, along with the mercury retrograde, not a good combination. <laughs> it's been a long road fighting for the freedom to marry who you love in the United States. Man, I, I mean, I marched, I signed petitions, I have been outspoken. I was interviewed on the radio in Los Angeles. I've been interviewed on television in Los Angeles a long time ago when I was the president of Squish. 
Strong queers united in stopping heterosexism. I was the second president that they ever had, and it all kind of fell apart after I left school, which is unfortunate. Um, it was the whole, whole thing, but we had a lot of fun times that we had sit-ins, we had kiss-ins, you know, it was, it was, it was awesome. We even got bomb threats, which increased our visibility on campus. It was amazing. <laughs> the right wing Christians, you know, they're oh so Christian threatened to kill us. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, really, you're going to show your true colors. Do you think Jesus would approve your threatening to bomb a whole bunch of students? Really? Wow. Y'all didn't get the point of the message of the man, right? Oh, yeah. Those were some fun and yet very strange days. <laughs> oh, my God. There are um, places where you can go running around outside naked. That's being free from your clothes. Nudist camps, nudist colonies. Um, nude beaches. I used to go to the nude beach um, once in a great while. I had a decision, um, I, I had made a decision to get all over tan, which is a freaking laugh because I just don't tan. <laughs> and I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried. And sometimes I would get a little bit of color, but only if I laid out every single day for like 90 days. And I'd lay out for 10 minutes per side because I am a redhead and I burn easily. And I remember having a difference, and I was so proud of that difference. And I'm like, oh, look at this. I have a difference. I showed showed one of my friends once, you know, move my, uh, you know, <laughs> move my little shorts up a little bit on the side. Hey, look, I got a difference. And he's like, really? How long have you been working on that tan, Elena? I'm like, three whole months. And he's like, oh, my God. Just, you know what? Just down the sun. <laughs> it's literally doing nothing for you. <laughs> It, it, it literally was. I mean, now I don't know what happened. My skin flipped around. And now I, I, if I go outside and sit in the sun for 20 minutes, um, my freckles get darker, but my skin gets paler. I bleach like bones. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> but, you know, I don't really have the ability or the freedom to go outside in the sun. And a lot of people have been complaining about that. They're scared that is ruining their um, immune system because they can't go sit for 20 minutes in the sun. It's freaking out a lot of people because they're following the rules. They're doing everything they're supposed to be doing legally or whatever, but they're still like panicking because it's like, shit, I haven't been in the sun in a while. Vitamin D does come in a pill, you know, just so you know. It's not the highest quality vitamin D, but it it, it is available. You don't need to ruin your... Uh, immune system because you can't go to the sun and you don't have a, a south-facing window. Usually south-facing windows are the ones that, well, allow the sun in. I mean, I get it. The whole not being able to have that freedom of movement. Do you hear this? Do you hear the bells? I have my, all my windows shut. This is a church. They've been, every 15 minutes, they've been playing these bells. And I don't know what's going on, but every now and again you hear a boom. So it's some saint's feast day since two days ago. Or maybe we just, between six and seven, suddenly we'll have 
bells from now on. Maybe they fix the church bells. It reminds me of the Gilmore Girls episode. And if you haven't seen it, oh my God, go immediately to Netflix and see this. The show itself is hysterical, but there's this one episode with the church bells where everybody loves it. And this guy, he was a beloved man. He dies in the community. And his dying wish was to leave his fortune to restore the church bells, which they promptly did. And everyone thought, this is nice. It feels cozy. Such a wonderful. And well, if you're going to go watch, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a hysterical what the result of it. It drives everybody in the town crazy. And that's about, you know, 10 minutes into the episode, but I'm not going to tell you what happens. But uh, <laughs> anyway, just every time for like three days, my son and I were like, oh, this is kind of nice. It's different. And I'm like, yeah, just wait. It's going to end up driving us crazy. <laughs> so I think throughout the next hour, you know, every 15 minutes, you guys are going to hear this. It's hilarious. But um, so there's a bunch of different kinds of freedom. Um, freedom of mobility. You should be grateful if you have the freedom to move around. Some people have to walk with a cane or a walker or they can't walk at all and they're in a wheelchair. You know, um, if you could walk around and run, you know, jump, play, even do, if you could do jumping jacks, I can't even do jumping jacks anymore. Um, I think I wore my bones out. I was doing burpees all the time in Mexico and I tripped on um, the stairs at night I was looking at something that was going on in the sky I don't know what it was it was like a, an eclipse or super moon I don't know I think it was a super moon I was trying to take pictures of the super moon and I just stepped wrong because it was dark where I was trying to take the picture from and I didn't see the staircase and I fell down like three stairs it was only three I'm accident prone dude like I it's like ridiculous I'm even admitting this but <laughs> And then, and then I think I, I think I kind of broke my knee. I was having a lot of pain with it. And then I flew back to, um, I flew back to the U S and like a week later and we went to, um, Saginaw, Michigan. And immediately I broke my leg. I had a date with this guy who was an amazing person and I could not wait to go. We were going to go out dancing. He, um, had his own dance studio I think, or he worked in a dance studio and that was like, his life was dancing. And I think God saved me because literally the day before our date, <laughs> I broke my leg and I'm like, you're not going to freaking believe this. I uh, broke my, I broke two bones and I, I'm going to not be able to dance for, I'm not going to be able to walk. And, and in six months I'm going to have to learn how to walk again. This, this just bites. And you know what? Was he a nice guy that went out with me anyway? Did he offer to bring me flowers? Hell no. He actually ended up just dating someone else instead. So you know what? God did save me. Wasn't worthy of me, I guess. But that's okay. I know I know the good a good man is coming my way. But yeah, like it's like weird. It's like sometimes God will something really effed up will happen to you. But what it really is is the universe is saving your ass. And saving you from other things. And um, you find out who your true friends are when something like that happens to you, for sure. You know, when I moved, I moved to my house and I did not know anybody on the street. And, and several people saw that I was in a wheelchair and they came to my house. Some people brought me food. 
welcome to the neighborhood. I saw you're in this situation. Can I give you a ride? Other times I've been out in the community and my neighbors would be out and they'd run into me, go, I'll give you a ride home. Just the sweetest people in the whole world in Detroit. My God, really, really sweet. I love Michigan people. Michiganders, that's what they call themselves, Michiganders. It's amazing. I love it. But um, anyway, uh, there's a lot of kinds of freedom. And I think that it's good for you to explore um, writing in a journal, journaling. Um, making a podcast is a form of freedom for me. You can speak to other people online all over the world. That's a form of freedom. You know, if you have the ability to just get on Facebook or Instagram or social media, Twitter, and speak your mind, even if it's not a popular uh, sentiment, you, you still have that freedom in a lot of places, which is awesome, right? Apparently, there isn't really the freedom of speech here in Ecuador. I mean, I didn't really see that we have a freedom to keep our mouth shut. <laughs> like, but there's also like, you don't really have, it's not, I don't think it's a guaranteed or protected right here. I need to reread the constitution. The rest of the things in the constitution here are amazing. Like there is no death penalty. <laughs> wow. What a concept. <laughs> you know, even if people kill people, they just, they end up in jail forever. Like literally, if you accidentally kill somebody here, you are in jail for the end of your, till the end of your days. But you do get um, visits with your family every single day. You know, it's not like once a month or once a week, if you're good. You know, um, they don't punish you like that. It's because that's cruel and unusual, actually. So there's even prisoners here have more freedom than in the United States. It's weird. It's really, really weird. But um, anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about losing your freedom. We're talking about having your freedom and gaining more. So... Um, usually people have the ability to eat whatever they want, you know, to choose what you want to eat. And that's nice. That's a good freedom. A lot of people that are poor don't have that freedom. You know, we should pray for those people that are the poorest, the most vulnerable in this world. I remember uh, buying a book about the world. It was a children's book to raise conscious awareness of what happens in the world. It ended up really bumming my kids out. I'm like, I'm not going to read this to you guys anymore, right? And it was like this cartoon book. Like, it was beautiful art, but it said things like 75% of the world's children starve. They, they don't have something to eat, and they go to bed hungry. 75%. I'm sure that that number has not changed in 20 years. I'm hoping it went down, you know, that more people actually do have food, but I, you know, it's, it was very depressing and makes me very sad. So I'm always praying for the children of the world and I've helped when I can. And, you know, someday maybe I'll be wealthy and I can actually help more. That's a goal to become wealthy. So I can help more people, you know, but, um, which is a freedom, having money, money, freedom, time, freedom, physical freedom health freedom, love freedom. So I want you guys to, um, if you want, you don't have to participate if you don't want to, but however you experience the joy of freedom, write it down, write it down, you know, write five ways in which you are free, in which you feel free 
and you feel happy about that freedom. And maybe if there are some ways that you don't, you don't have to write five, but maybe there's one way or two ways. Maybe there's three ways in your life that you don't have freedom. And why? You know, um, we all have a lack of freedom of travel right now. So I don't mean like that because of the coronavirus or whatnot. Um, just what freedom do you wish you had that you don't have that you could work towards? You know, like I, um, I'm single. I love my freedom, but I do want my twin, right? For example, I want my twin flame to come and be in my life. And I would love for the freedom to love my person, you know, in public or anywhere, just, just in general, just even in our own quiet hovel, you know, <laughs> our living room somewhere be, it, I, you know, I'd love to have the freedom to just, you know, reach out and grab his hand and, and, um, hold his hand and look into his eyes and, you know, kiss him, you know, hug, hug him. Those are like the basic things, like the, the most innocent parts of love, romantic love, like holding hands and kissing and smiling together and laughing together. For me, that's what I miss the most, the cuddling, you know, but, um, I would love that kind of freedom, for example. So, but I do have other freedoms, you know, like I have the freedom to choose what groceries I have. I've, I've got the freedom to call a taxi up and go anywhere I want in the city. I love that kind of freedom, you know, and someday I'm hoping to have enough money. See, I don't have money freedom yet. You know, I, I would love to have the kind of money that, um, I could just take up, you know, take off, fly to France, you know, go eat some cheese and go to Euro Disney or whatever. It would be really fun for me to be able to have that kind of money, you know, to say to my son, Hey, what do you want to do this weekend? You want to go to Paris? I would love to sit at a, at a Parisian outdoor cafe and sipping espresso and eating a croissant. That would be lovely. It's very simple. I have very simple dreams. It's just that they, they're very expensive dreams because they involve air travel. You know, I, I think about this stuff a lot, you know, the kind of freedom I wish I had and the kind of freedoms that I do have, but I am grateful for what I have and I'm grateful for the freedoms that I have. And I want you today in this moment, just to come up with a couple kinds of freedom that you have. Do you have a freedom to wear your hair the way you like? Do you have the freedom to pick out your own um, clothes? Do you have the freedom to choose to change your style? I mean, if you're a woman, maybe you are used to wearing jeans and t-shirt and that's kind of your thing, but maybe you've wanted to change it up lately. I mean, I've, I know for me, I've gone through phases like, oh my gosh, like maybe sometimes I want to wear nothing but dresses. I've had times in my life in which I never even owned a pair of jeans for years and I only wore dresses and skirts. And then I've had other times in my life where I don't even have a single dress in my wardrobe. In fact, I just bought a dress. Um, I bought three or four dresses a couple years ago. It was the first time I'd owned a dress in like seven years. <laughs> and the only reason I bought the dresses is because my friend is getting married and I didn't know what I was going to feel like wearing on that day. <laughs> so I bought a bunch of dresses to see. And that day I ended up wearing a skirt and a shirt, but, um, 
it was just weird. It felt weird. It's like, how come I don't have any dresses? Cause when I'm traveling, I dress like a guy. If I dress like a dude, I could run away faster. I could kick someone if they're, you know, coming after me, you know, not that that happens a lot or ever, but I always wanted the freedom <laughs> to be able to get away quick or the freedom to fight in, in case. Cause I was in, I was in Peru for a while. So I was afraid like, you know, uh, it was a very scary city and in some places during some times, a lot of crazy stuff. I'm going to write a book about it called Incomodo Dragon, which means uncomfortable dragon. <laughs> very, it was, it's a very, uh, <laughs> in times there was, it's a very uncomfortable place to live, even though I loved it and I learned a lot. And I think I needed to be there for spiritual learning and spiritual healing of the city and people and animals there. But, um, but I was grateful they had the freedom, you know, to be there and just do my thing. I was four months, four and a half months after my visa expired and I still felt free to be there. I felt like this is cool. And when I left, I paid a fine. Eh, so what? It was worth it. It was worth it. It was just, it was worth it. And they said, don't you ever come back here to live? I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to Ecuador to live. They're like, but you will be welcome back in the country. You're just not welcome to come back here to live unless you have the proper visas. I'm like, eh, okay. Little do they know. I mean, what, what, they don't even have my passport number anymore. Cause I got a new passport as soon as I got here. Cause my mine was going to expire anyway. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm not on a list. They said I'm on a list. I know I'm not on a list. I'll go back over there. They won't even remember me. <laughs> it was fun though. They took me in the back room and interrogated me for a while. I was like, oh my God, so scary. So stressful. My kids are looking at me and I'm looking at them. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> We've seen too many movies. So we're, we were absolutely terrified at the time, but we're, yeah, we got through it. We're here now. Here now. But what, what are the freedoms that you enjoy? And what are the freedoms that you wish you could enjoy more of? Maybe you are on a restrictive diet right now and you wish you had the freedom of eating cheesecake. <laughs> Maybe you wished you had the freedom to bite into a big juicy burger because you just became a vegan and you're committed to that you know you have the freedom to do it you do have the freedom to splurge a little you know if you're on the keto diet you still have one day a week you can eat whatever the hell you want yeah <laughs> yeah i did that i did that i i did the keto for three months i did lose a little bit of weight but i wasn't satisfied i i went through a couple like two months of trying to be vegan again and I was just getting more and more run down more and more depressed I mean literally I just every day it was all I could do to keep from thinking about killing myself for two months and I was just like that's it screw this crap I can't be a damn vegan I can't and I ate meat and I felt so happy my body was like oh, finally <laughs> it's like, what's been wrong with you? It's like, you're starving us. My cells are like upset. It's like, I know I do feel so much energy and so great when I eat meat. And you know how irritating that is to my, my, my psyche. Like I want to be able to be a vegan. It's cheaper. It seems healthier, but for me, it's not healthier. It's so, mm, it's so irritating. But my naturopathic doctor told me 
that some people, it's good for them to be vegan. And for some people, it absolutely kills them. And and he said, you are the kind of person, this kind of diet absolutely will kill you. It will, you know, it just shuts your organs down. You need to not be a vegetarian. You need to not be a vegan. Yeah. So irritating. So I don't eat meat every day, but I do eat meat like three or four times a week. And then the rest of the week I eat a vegetarian. Some days I eat vegan, but it's very rare. I like milk in my coffee. So, you know, it's, it's, it helps my blood sugar. And, but it's funny because I, I, I kept restricting myself. And then finally I just said, screw it. I'm going to give myself the freedom of eating whatever the hell I want. But then I moved to this house. It's a three-story house. And all of a sudden I've dropped like, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 pounds just automatically. Just because I'm up and down the stairs all the time. When I first got here, I, I couldn't even go to the top st- floor without having to sit down for 10 minutes. And now I just run up and down the stairs in a couple of minutes and it's not a big deal anymore. So it's kind of cool. I love that. <laughs> At least I have freedom of movement inside my house, which is nice. I, I'm grateful to have freedom of, you know, paying for the rent on this place. I love that. So I don't know. I mean, uh, whatever you guys could come up with, there's no wrong answers. There's never wrong answers and you don't have to tell me, you don't have to answer me for anything ever, obviously, but this is just for you, you know, um, think about the, the, the freedom thing, you know, what if you're angry all the time and complaining a lot? I love to complain, man. It happens all the time. (laughs) I must love it because I do it so often. (laughs) It's super fun to nitpick things, but I'm a Virgo. It's just worrying. I, apparently I like to, I like to worry apparently cause I keep doing that too, but it's nice to have freedom from worry. It's nice to, you know, uh, conquer my fears. It's nice to have the freedom not to have anxiety. Some days I have anxiety free days. It's, it's rare. Usually are the days I'm no, nowhere near other humans. But, um, I sounded like a fairy noise. I love that sound. I have no idea what that was. Somebody's trying to contact me on, I think that's, uh, Instagram. So hi, if it's you and you can listen to the show later, that was you. Hi. (laughs) Anyway, um, we have, you know, what's weird is we do have a weird sort of, uh, freedom with, um, Instagram and Facebook, um, or even Facebook messenger is that we can call each other for free. Like I could call my friend Olosha in, um, Russia and talk to him for free. I could call my friend in Spain for free, you know, um, Fernando. And I love that. That is a kind of a freedom that we didn't have. Like, do you know how expensive it was just to make a normal phone call 10 years ago, even, or 20 years ago, it was impossible. Do you guys remember when we all had landlines and it was like, you know, 20 cents a minute to call out of state, 25 cents a minute. Do you remember having to pay by the minute? And even with cell phones, it was like 75 cents a minute to make an out of state phone call. Oh my God. And then they have to be on your network and they have to be on your, and some people still have these kind of restrictions with cell phones, right? 
and I have a magic jack. I just, I could call anyone in the United States for absolutely free. And I pay $20 a year with my magic jack. And so I love that. That is a freedom that we didn't even have 10, 20 years ago. Oh, here we go again. It's the same person I bet. <laughs> you know, and, and I love that freedom of using like, you know, once you have a number, you get WhatsApp and you could call anyone in the world for free on your cell phone with your cell phone number. Even locally, um, the, there's a, a company called Claro means clear. It's also, it's something when we, when in Spanish we say, claro que sí, of course, yes, of course, claro. You know, so it kind of means like that, like, sure, sure, right? Although seguro means sure, but Spanish is very um, descriptive. There's a lot of words that mean the same thing, but they're very subtle in their difference. It's a very precise language. I love it. But the Virgo in me is like, I love this language. (laughs) It's so precise. Um, <laughs> there's even different ways to say, I love you. It's, it's amazing here. I love it. But, um, <laughs> but there's like a freedom in that, right? Like, like we have, um, if you, you could call people directly from phone to phone here and then you pay by the minute, but Claro has a thing where if you both, you know, sign up for WhatsApp, you could speak to each other free all day long, as long as you have an internet connection. And throughout this whole city, there's places where you can connect for free. So you always have an internet connection and now you can just WhatsApp everybody. And that's absolutely 100% free. And you could call each other for free. You could Skype people for free. I love that. I don't know about you guys. And there's other things like FaceTime and whatnot that you could contact people for free. Whereas before, contact was so restrictive and it was so hard to figure out we even have the freedom to find people in other countries online you want to know what it's like to live in Samoa you can con- contact Samoans and talk to them you could you could find people from New Zealand and call them and ask them questions I mean you have to ask them first don't randomly call people <laughs> we have freedoms that we never had before in this world I think it's amazing. You know, even just things like buying vitamins, like in the 1800s, people didn't have, um, you know, pharmacy to just freely go in and go, I want vitamin C. I want, you know, a mineral supplement. You know, we didn't have, um, private companies that put out, you know, whole lines of like super healthy, top notch, high quality vitamins and supplements. We didn't have that before. So like your freedom was restricted to if the rutabagas you're growing um, are pulling in the right amount of nutrition from the soil. You know, you're restricted to what you're able to grow in your yard back in the you know 1800s. And now you could go, okay, well maybe my, maybe my uh, citrus tree growing in the front yard doesn't have as much vitamin C as it used to. Well, you know what? I could supplement that with like a full, full spectrum vitamin C. I'm not going to get scurvy. (laughs) I have the freedom not to get scurvy. Arg. (laughs) You know, there's, um, a lot to be said for living in this modern age, you know, and I, and I recognize that in, 
20, 30 years, if anyone stumbles upon my podcast and they hear me saying these words, they're going to laugh their asses off. They're like, that's what you consider freedom, man. Now we're, we're hopping in our spaceship and in 20 minutes we're in Tokyo, you know? And then, and then 20 minutes later, we're, we're over in Belarus because, you know, they had a fireworks show going on over there. Or maybe it'll even be more. It'll be like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, here she's talking about getting in a taxi to go across town. And that's freedom where now we just get into a teleportation device and we're like dining on Pluto for the evening, (laughs) you know, or in the Pleiades, God, maybe across the galaxy in two seconds. I mean, who knows where we're going to be in 20, 30 years. You know, if the ETs do come down and give us their technology, you know, life is going to be way different in 20, 30 years. I look forward to that. Actually, I look forward to spending that time with my grandchildren, you know, and maybe even my great grandchildren by then. Who the hell knows, but it's going to be very interesting. So anyway, I just wanted to bring up some of these ideas and thoughts. I feel like it's important to count our blessings, but it's not enough to just say count your blessings without explicitly saying what one of our blessings is. And that's freedom. You know, Francis is my middle name. That means freedom. That's me. It's I'm all about freedom. I named my, my second kid, his middle name is Liberty. You know, it's that important to me that it's like a freedom, you know, it's, uh, it's very, very important. <laughs> so, all right. Um, let me see. We're going to go to our usual things that we go to. And I am going to talk to you guys about World UFO Day, which is pretty awesome. All right. Uh, actually, I'm going to pause this for a minute because I'm going to, I wanted to bring up something. All right, so last week I forgot to get into the coronavirus numbers, you know, and this is Friday and non Fridays. It's when we talk about things going on in the world. Um, Usually the natural earth changes because there's too much news news. You know, you could go on YouTube and see what the hell's going on in the world. What the hell happened this week is one of my favorite things to listen to every week uh, with Trevor Noah. (laughs) Usually I tend to listen to it on on Mondays to get what happened the week before. But sometimes on Saturdays I'll listen to him. He's so cute. I love listening to him. He's got the greatest personality, doesn't he? All right, so coronaviruses right now, uh, numbers. So I uh, looked it up just now and where I live in this uh, province of Ecuador. I'm in Asway. And here in Asway, we have... Only 1,889 cases ever of coronavirus. And we have like half a million people here in the city where I live and a lot of other cities in this province. So I thought, well, that's pretty cool. Up in the mountains, for some reason, we're not, it's not spreading as much. It really just doesn't. We do have a lot of rain here. I think it knocks it down to the ground. And they have done very good um, quality control of quality of life control with the, um, I don't know, the street sprayers, you know, every week or two, they come around and spray down for the virus and make sure that um, everything is killed that's out on the street. 
so it's been they've been really doing a good job in fact in this city we only have 65 deaths that's it only 65 people died out of half a million that's pretty excellent numbers right I'm really grateful I finally picked a good place to live (laughs) because when I looked at Europe to live in Spain or to live in in Italy the places where I really really wanted to live even in France I, I considered France and I still am considering these places but you know where the biggest amount of deaths in Italy were that's literally the city where I wanted to move to so I feel really grateful that God put me in a good way when he when he showed me this city all right so right now in the world from beginning to end since the beginning of this uh, crisis until today we have 11,181,316 total coronavirus cases now that doesn't mean all of the cases that means the cases uh, in which people tested positive for it that's how many tests have been given out creepy right it's a lot more than that might be 33 million we don't know because they say that it could be three times as many people actually had it so uh, as of right now 528,376 deaths so over half a million people have died and right now out of the active cases only 1% only 1% are in serious or critical condition awesome right because even though I'm sad for those people that number was very high in recent months right <clears throat> and as far as the overall people who tested positive and the ones who died of it only 8% last week it was 8% too but only like a month ago it was 21% had died that was pretty scary right but now 92% have recovered and have been discharged from the hospitals with this and only 8% have died only 8% I mean I wish it was none but hey you know what's funny is all these people are going around saying things like well they're trying to control the population well I think we should uh, make sure that they have to stay home with their loved ones and not go to work dude they're making new people they're literally making new people (laughs) We're going to have a baby boom after this. I just, just watch. It's going to happen. All right. Let me see where we're at. Uh, I got to see how many moments we have or minutes we have left. Okay. I paused it. So it says three minutes. I'm like, I know I've recorded more than three minutes there. All right. So, uh, nope. I'm trying to find the right. I went to the book I'm going to read for you guys on Monday. Nope, that's not where I need to go. All right, space weather news um, from spaceweather.com. This is what's going on in space right now. The solar wind speed right now is 310.8 kilometers per second. And for the second time this week, a very small sunspot is struggling to emerge at the circled location so basically when you look at the sun directly don't look at the sun directly but if you were to because you have robot eyes and not human eyes that can immediately go blind (laughs) on the uh, lower left half of the sun there's a little tiny bit of 
a struggle to emerge a sunspot. It hasn't happened yet. So we have now been at five days without a sunspot. And that's it. Now the 4th of July, (coughs) which is tomorrow, guys, we're going to have a lunar eclipse. It says here on Space Weather, spoiler alert, (laughs) this is a minor eclipse. On the night of July 4th, the full moon will pass through the pale outskirts of Earth's shadow, and it will produce a penumbral lunar eclipse. The northern half of the full moon will only be slightly darkened during the three-hour event, which does begin at just after 11 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, or 8 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And most people won't even notice it, but if you know that the eclipse is happening, then you could probably go see it. And then they say, Happy 4th of July. So, I hope you guys are having fun tomorrow, by the way. If you are in these states, even if you don't, if you think it's a bogus holiday in a way, I mean, I love the idea of freedom. It's one of my favorite things, but if you're a person of color, you might have a different attitude towards it. Like, well, you know, I do. I I love the idea of it, but I don't like what it costs, the human cost of, you know, to the natives and, and the black people. I don't like that. Not one bit, but maybe you could still find a different form of freedom for yourself and redefine the holiday for yourself in a way that you can enjoy it. And I do hope that you guys have wonderful weather and I hope that you can enjoy some fireworks safely, of course. And I hope that you have some fun barbecues. Even if you are a vegan, maybe you can barbecue a watermelon or something. That is a thing. That's super fun that that that's a thing. But I'm hoping that you do have a wonderful weekend as well as that. So just, just for the record. Okay. Um, Comet Neowise at Perihelion. It's near the orbit of Mercury and the fierce solar heat has brightened the comet so much that it has been visible in the twilight hours in the dawn. There's a picture in Arizona. If you want to go check it out on spaceweather.com. And they're saying it's a really nice looking comet. You could see it about 30 minutes before the sun comes up. And they're not really sure because they can't really compare it to other stars in the sky. But the brightness does seem to be between magnitude plus one and zero, which is very, very bright, which is kind of cool. You might want to look it up on YouTube or look up, you know, some still pictures or spaceweather.com. They've got some nice pictures of Comet Neowise. It's kind of cool. The solar wind that's flowing from the northern corona hole of the sun, um, that has not changed. So it's only going to be here on the 5th and the 6th. So basically, Sunday and Monday, we will be having those cosmic naps again. (laughs) If you are sensitive like I am, extremely sensitive to the uh, cosmic energies lately. As far as the All-Sky Fireball Network is concerned, we had 15 fireballs over the United States. 12 of them were sporadic. Two of them were from the Microscorpids. One is from the July Pegasids. 
Oh my God, you guys, so many fireballs, so many meteors, meteorites. You might want to be looking at the skies when you're outside, guys. It's pretty cool, man. All right, let's see. As far as the uh, Ulu Finland uh, University um, research is concerned, they say that the neutron counts for today are very high at 10.1% of the space age average. But that is down from yesterday. It's 0.3% down in the past 48 hours. Schumann Resonance News today from DisclosureNews.it. Not a whole lot going on there. We have 20. They had a couple of little spikes at 18 hertz frequency and then one at 20 hertz frequency. All right, so as far as the Schumann Resonance and other places go, we don't really have data for today, but two days ago, so for some reason we're two days behind, but this is what's going on two days ago. In California on July 1st, uh, in California they were at 107 hertz frequency at the hour of 2300, which is, you know, practically the 2nd of July, so kind of like a day and a half ago. And Hofuf Saudi Arabia, they've been at zero. They've been at zero for a while. They're still there. And in Lithuania, they had 151 hertz frequency, so that's pretty high. And in Alberta, Canada, 277 hertz frequency. So they're way up there compared to everybody else this this, uh, day. Uh, New Zealand in Northland, New Zealand, they were at 68 hertz frequency. And in Hulului, South Africa, they were at 101 hertz frequency. And this is the Schumann resonance scale. And keep in mind that the baseline for this is 7.83 hertz it was there for I don't know 50 60 years didn't fluctuate a whole lot a little bit here and a little bit there but not much and now we're seeing you know values in the hundreds in most places it's pretty pretty crazy so if you're sensitive to energy you're gonna be sensitive to this but there's still speculation whether we're the ones causing it or whether, you know, maybe it's the space weather, the cosmic radiation affecting us, and then our emotions somehow go up off the charts, and then that affects the Schumann resonance. No one really knows exactly. I mean, we know it's there, but we don't know exactly how do we affect it? How does it affect us? People assume, you know, ooh, it was 47 today. I was so affected. No, it was like 300 in New Zealand or whatever, you know? It was a, it was a hundred in Canada. How could you say that it was Italy that affected you? It makes no sense. Oh, Italy, they were at 40. It really affected me. No, it didn't. <laughs> How come when in Italy it was like 20 and, and in, you know, some other place like Lithuania, it's like 333 and it didn't affect you then? That doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. Um, the jury is literally still out on this one. Um, we would love to say that we are affected and we've got proof of what we're affected by, but I still say we don't totally know exactly. And I think that we're being bombarded by a lot more stuff than we have instruments to measure. There's a lot of gamma ray bursts that have hit Earth. There's a lot of things that have hit us that we just don't even have the sensitive instruments to grasp onto it. And I think that we're being hit by things from 
maybe the fifth and the seventh, even the ninth dimension that we don't even know exists. You know, I feel like we are being given a lot more than we even are aware about or aware of. So, okay. Anyway, enough of that. We're going to go to the Foundation for Inner Peace website, which is found at acim.org, which of course stands for A Course in Miracles. I've been reading the lessons, and today is the literally the 326th day or episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, that I have been um, reading these lessons. We're almost to the end. We have less than 40 days, 40 episodes left to read these. And if you want to do this on your own, if you, you could even start over, doesn't matter what day you start, doesn't literally doesn't matter. I highly recommend it. It, it will help, especially if you're religious, it's going to help unravel you, you know, from some of the erroneous ideas or the false guilt syndrome that does come along with certain religions. You know who I'm talking about, (laughs) especially if you grew up in those households. I mean, I grew up uh, in the beginning Catholic and I, you know, there's still some of the stuff still rattling around there in the old brain, (laughs) in the old noggin, as they say. And so this is helping to unravel stuff for me and I hope it's doing so for you. Anyway, lesson 326, that's where we're at today. And here we go. I am forever an effect of God. I am forever an effect of God. Father, I was created in your mind, a holy thought. Oh my God, that scared the crap out of me. I knew that boom was coming. I just didn't know what time. <sighs> that's that's the old Catholic Church for you. Did I not? I did not say who they are, and yet they're affecting this lesson because I said the religion affects us negatively. <laughs> oh my God! I'm gonna I'm gonna start that sentence over, guys, because. <sighs> So rudely interrupted by the local Catholic Church. Dagnabbit. <laughs> All right. I am forever an effect of God. Father, I was created in your mind a holy thought that never left its home. I am forever your effect. And you forever and forever are my cause. As you created me, I have remained. Where you established me, I still abide. And all your attributes abide in me because it is your will to have a son so like his cause that cause and its effect are indistinguishable. Let me know that I am an effective God. And so I have the power to create like you. And as it is in heaven, so on earth. Your plan I follow here. And at the end, I know that you will gather your effects into the tranquil heaven of your love. 
where earth will vanish and all separate thoughts unite in glory as the Son of God. Let us today behold earth disappear, at first transformed and then forgiven, fade entirely into God's holy will. I am forever an effect of God. All right, guys. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, it is the Earth Changes Report and weird news from the UFO world coming up after this message. It's that time of year, guys. Finally. OMG. I am up for not only one, but two People's Choice Podcast Awards this year. I had no idea. I just found out. Okay, the voting starts today, July 1st, and goes through the 31st of July. And I need you guys to nominate my podcast. This is how you do it. Go to podcastawards.com and you have to sign up in order to nominate me, in order to vote, and you have to go to the very first category at the top and it's the Adam Curry's People's Choice Podcast Award. And I'm way down on the list because, you know, M, Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast and you just click that and then when you're done with that section you go to the religion and spirituality category and again cast your vote for metaphysical soul speak the podcast and then you have to go way at the bottom at the bottom part of the page and say save my nominations and that's it it's that simple it takes less than two minutes, probably one minute if you have high-speed internet, of course. It's not that much. You can even do this on your phone. It's super, super simple. I voted for myself on my tablet. OMG. (laughs) So thank you for your continued support and listenership and voting for this show because by doing so, you're keeping the show alive And we're getting the word out so that other people can benefit from my expertise. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Spread the word, get vocal. Make it go global. 
Have a lot to get through uh, this week. A lot of news, lots and lots of articles. We're going to try to zip through the headlines, but we're going to keep in mind as we go over these earth changes that I think it's our duty to pray for the people going through these hard things. I really do. And you don't have to pray if you don't want to pray, but you could send love and light, send your high vibes, your good energy. Um, Just think positive thoughts, you know? So however you like to uh, send people good energy, good vibes, whatever, however you want to do it, you know, it's that's your own business, of course. But I like to pray for people. Ask God to bless them, you know, however you wish to do it. Ask Goddess to bless them. Ask the universe, whatever. But I think it's imperative that we do keep people in our thoughts in a positive way. Because they are us. They are always us. So, here we go. Uh, this, these, I have two articles that happened. They were released after I did the show last week. So that's where we're going to start. There was a severe hailstorm that lashed Beijing, China during the Dragon Boat Festival. So, I don't know where they're at now. It's been a week. But please, let's send some sunshine to Beijing, China. Large tornado moves through Zilinhat, 
countryside in northeast China. I know I did not say that name right. <laughs> I've never seen this word before. Zhilinhat. I don't know. Anyway, it's in northeast part of China. Large tornado. Oh my gosh. So it's I'm sure it's gone by now, but let's just send those people some love and light and healing energy because seeing a tornado that that could give you some PTSD. Every time the wind kicks up for weeks, people might be scared of what might happen. That is uh, something to keep in mind. Extraordinary lightning mega flashes in Brazil and Argentina have now set new distance and duration records. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Mega flashes of lightning. This is the first time I have ever heard of this. That is crazy. Well, I don't know. Let's send them also love and light as well as sunshine. (laughs) Um, Landslides in Japan have increased nearly 50%. Landslides have increased 50% in 10 years, in the past 10 years in Japan. I think we need to send the Japanese people some love and light. I don't know how to, what, you know, imagine earth not moving. I don't know how to handle the landslide part of that, but let's just send them some love. Okay. New maps have revealed unprecedented detail about Zealandia, earth's lost eighth continent. Wow. New maps have revealed details about Zealandia. That's interesting. The lost eighth continent. If you guys want to uh, look at that, that might be interesting. That's on watchers.news on page three. Okay, so uh, going back to page two now. I'm waiting for the page to load. (laughs) Come on, page, load quicker. We have a lot to get through. All right, so. Wow, you guys. Uh... Nearly 1 million people have been affected. 27,000 people have been displaced as the deadly floods have worsened in Assam, India. So let's send some love and light and sunshine. Thoughts of sunshiny days to Assam, India. And let's pray that those people quickly are able to go back home, that they're going to be okay. I mean, in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic, these are the things, these are the, this is the last thing that you need, right? So imagine, you know, if you're in a a place where none of this is happening, like I am, thank you, God. We had a bunch of rain yesterday and a really heavy rainstorm today. It was violently coming down, which is good because on my skylight in my bathroom, the birds pooped on it. <laughs> so I was really grateful for the rain because it washed away all the, the ugly side of the bird poop. <laughs> so whew, for that. But we actually, on my staircase, which is all wooden, we had a leak coming from my skylight, which is, it's like a wooden you know, skylight, which is, this is a beautiful house. This is such, I'm so grateful to live here. I'm renting this place, but we did have a leak. So 
I'm going to have to tell the landlady, who I adore. She's a wonderful person. But I don't want to have to tell her this. I know it's going to make her sad. She's going to be like, oh, man, not something else. Uh, Probably they should pay for the leak, though. Fix it now before it becomes a problem, right? And anyway, new radiation spike has now been detected over northern Europe. I don't know what that means. I think they might mean cosmic radiation. I don't even know how do we even protect ourselves against this. I really don't know. Tinfoil helmets? I don't know. So let's just send love and light to Europe. I don't know what to do about that one so much. Um, more than a thousand people have been rescued in China as the Yicheng records, I mean records, their heaviest rainfall in 20 years. Wow, that's a pretty intense picture, man. So, yeah, wow. More than a thousand people are rescued, so thank God for that. Let's send sunshine to China. A state of emergency after major flash floods have hit Saint Croix. Saint Croix? I don't know. Saint Croix? In Wisconsin, in the United States. Let's send Wisconsinites love and light and sunshine there has been a massive sandstorm in western china and it blanketed the uh city of hotan wow that's a crazy picture man it's just everything looks absolutely orange and i don't think it's the sunset filter Whew, it looks really crazy um i guess we could send the energy of clear air there to China as well. Send them love and light and clear air. Severe flooding has affected more than 1 million people in the Hubei province in China. China is really having a lot of crap happen, right? I mean, that is just nuts. So let's send a lot of love and sunshine and light and clear air to China right now. It's sad because they can't even hear the show because they're communist. Maybe they can, though. And if they can, if you are listening to this from China, let me know. Uh, Send me a a direct message at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram, if you would. If you happen to be listening from China. Um, Someday I want to live there. Even if it's it's just three months to live with the uh, Buddhist monks there in the monastery. I've always wanted to go and my kids always wanted to go and learning Kung Fu would be like the biggest, coolest thing we could do in China. I think living in the forbidden temple in the heart of the forbidden city. I've always wanted to do that. So not always, always, but I mean, always in the past five years, (laughs) it was on our list. It was on the things of thing list of things my children and I wanted to do. And then because of Lima sucking us into her deadly, revengeful embrace. No, (laughs) I was thinking I'd be in Lima, the city of Lima for maybe a couple weeks. And 18 months later, I was stuck. I'm like, oh my God, during those 18 months, I literally could have traveled throughout all of South America and Asia, but no. Ended up a year and a half there, six months in a relationship with somebody. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was a karmic relationship, and 
I'm glad it's over, but I'm, and I'm glad I got to meet him. And we're still friends every now and again. We talk to each other, but... Eh, bleh. But I, I read these things about China, and I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not upset that I'm missing these things in China, but I really... Part of me really wished I could have gone to China. For real. But anyway, let's go. Okay, now is this page loaded? Yes. I was, see, my little chit-chat was secretly waiting for the page to load. And we're finally on the last page of the Watcher's News, so yay. All right, so here we go. Um, and it says more than 1.4 million people have been affected as the flood situation remains uh, severe in Assam, India. Wow. 1.4 million people. Well, you know what? We'll just continue to send love and light and sunshine. Sunshiny days we wish upon you, Assam, India. An extratropical bomb cyclone has lashed southern Brazil, leaving at least 10 people dead and 1 million people affected. Oh my God. Wow, extratropical bomb cyclone. That sounds pretty intense, right? Southern Brazil. You guys, I've been watching a show from Brazil. The girls from Ipanema. And if you have never seen this show, I suggest you look at it. It's You have to read, if you only speak English, you're going to have to listen to it in either Spanish or Portuguese. I recommend the original Portuguese because you get to hear the voices of the actors which I always love to hear the inflection and the, you know, you could see, you could, it just brings out more of the personality. I don't like hearing dubbed anything, but, um, it's really interesting. It's a very interesting, uh, language. And sometimes they'll just blurt out French. It'll just be like out of nowhere. And then, you know, it's like one language and all of a sudden, boom, now they're in a, often right in another language. You know, and usually someone says, why are you in French suddenly? You know, like they'll kind of joke with each other. You're not in France anymore. Stop speaking French. And ah, ha, ha, ha. And they, they kind of joke about it. But you have to read it in English. They do have subtitles. And it is a very good show. And if you are in Brazil, Coisas Mas Linda. I'm telling you, this is such a good show. I am loving it. So it's basically called More Beautiful Things in uh, Portuguese. But in English, it's called The Girls from Ipanema. And... The music, the jazz, the samba, the Brazilian jazz. Oh my God. I mean, I just to hear the music in the show. Seriously, I think I'm going to go. When I'm done recording this, after I publish this, I may just go to YouTube and look up the Girls from Ipanema soundtrack because really this music just gives me the chills in a good way. <laughs> Oh, it makes me want to go to Brazil. <laughs> I think I just got the travel bug, just to be honest with you guys. All right, so Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. God bless you, Brazil. Let's send some love to uh, the people of Brazil. All right, summer snowstorm. What a summer snowstorm kills 500 livestock animals and strands 400 tourists in Xinjiang, China. <laughs> I don't think I'm saying this right. Oh my God. Xinjiang? 
Xinjiang, that might be more right. X-I-N-J-I-A-N-G in China. You know, like about 400 years before uh, Christ was born, I lived in China as a medicine woman and I was highly superstitious. I lived in a little tiny village near these massive mountains and you would think that I would still know the language, but isn't that crazy? You guys, what if we were born and we knew every language that we've ever spoken in all of our past lives and we remember them all at once? And it's just so easy. We could interchange, you know, go back and forth. How amazing would that have been if that had been the case? Because I'm telling you, Chinese is so hard. I mean, a difference between ah and ah is huge in China. (laughs) I mean, you might be complimenting someone, but you're actually insulting them because you didn't pronounce the A right. Oh my God. It's so hard. Such a challenging language. And, and you know, I, I mean, I literally took one lesson in Chinese and I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. It's too, it's like, I know that if I try to speak this, if I go to China, which I still want to, but I'm just going to ruin the language. It's just, I'm either going to have people angry and wanting to kill me, or they're going to be laughing so hard at me because of my lack of pronunciation. But, um, all right, let's see here. Uh, that's crazy though. Let's send a lot of love to China, man. A bright fireball has exploded over Tokyo and sonic booms were reported in Japan. Wow. And there's a beautiful picture of it. Oh my gosh. It's bright. And you know what? Maybe that's what I was going through. You guys remember, um, I told you, I think in the beginning of the week, that three or four times this massive boom shook the whole house and, and it hurt my ears and it scared the crap out of me. It gave me PTSD. And I wrote it on the, on the, um, I wrote on the, uh, group chat. Did you guys hear that boom? What is that? This is like the fourth time I've heard it this week. And people are like, Oh, I can't hear anything over the TV. Oh my God. I feel so sorry for the people that still watch TV actual from a TV, like, like cable or I don't even know what satellite from a TV that is so bad for you. It's the the worst energy. I I haven't watched actual TV in like over 20 years, except when I've like been at a restaurant in Peru or when I went to a hostel in Quito last year, I watched TV for about 20 minutes and I said, Oh God, I can't stand the energy. I have to get out of the freaking room. Ugh, I hate that energy so much. I'm so glad. I mean, it's not, I love having a TV and casting, you know, Netflix to it. And I don't have a TV where I live now and I'm really grateful for it, but I'm going to get a projector so I could still watch, you know, Netflix and streaming things like YouTube and whatnot. But, um, that's crazy, right? That energy of TV ugh. and you can't hear a sonic boom over the TV. How the hell deaf are you that <laughs> you have to have it? Oh my God. I've got middle age hearing where if the water's running, I can't hear anything. I can't hear my son in the same room as me. If I hear like something outside, it, I hate this middle aged person's hearing thing that happens. I need to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the acupuncture chart that I read you guys today earlier and um, 
gonna be rubbing that part of my foot <laughs> to help my hearing. Maybe that will help it. I don't know. I've got to look it up. It's got to be a mineral I'm missing or something, right? <laughs> I don't accept that it's just because of my age. I'm never going to hear right again. But, I mean, you have to be damn deaf to hear a sonic boom. Like, it shakes you to the core. I mean, it just it just rattled, like, my aura, you know? It shook my soul. I mean, like, four times, I'm sure. Like, when I read this about a fireball exploding that ex- that the sonic boom is reported. I think that might be what was going on here too. Makes me feel like I should go lay down outside along the banks of the river over here behind my yard and just watch the skies, watch for the fireballs. It seems to me like it's going to happen, right? It just feels like it should. Chances are it's going to actually happen. All right, let me see where we're at recording-wise. Okay, we need to get through these last couple articles so we can get to the good stuff, right? (laughs) So, in Manitoba, Canada, oh, I honestly, I love Manitoba, Canada. I love Winnipeg, guys. Winnipeg is one of the finest cities I've ever been to. I miss uh, La Viegar. I hope it's still a, a, you know around. It is a in the French part of the city, Saint Boniface, or Saint Boniface. Is what it, you know in English if you're going to say it in a stupid way. Um, basically, um, it's like beautiful face, or it's not really beautiful. I think it's good, like Bonnie, you know, like good, good face, Saint Good Face, basically, Saint Boniface. Anyway, this. Um, They've got the La Viegar, it's like the train station restaurant. Excellent French food. Oh my God. <laughs> I miss it to this day. I met a man there whose name was Jolicaire. Monsieur Jolicaire. And I'm like, aw, your name means beautiful heart. And he and he says, shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> He's like, the English-speaking people I work with, they don't know, and they will never stop teasing me if they know. Aww, Monsieur Jolicaire. All right. <laughs> I took my mother and my grandmother there. It's the only time uh, either one of them had left the country was when we I made them drive four hours to Winnipeg from Minnesota, where I lived. So wonderful memory for me anyway um so manitoba canada a place i really love the rivers dam hit its highest level and it caused a thousand year flooding this is incredible i mean like the river is coming up over the bridge up over the dam here it's not bridge it's a dam wow i mean that's crazy listen sunshine to Manitoba, Canada. A jade mine in Myanmar has landslide has killed more than 170 people. Oh my God. Again with the landslides, suddenly there's landslides everywhere. (coughs) I mean, I don't remember landslides being in the vocabulary last week. And suddenly here we go. Jade mine landslide kills more than 170 people in Myanmar. So let's just send them some love and light. And again, another landslide, and this is the final, the final headline for tonight in the Earth Changes News. Massive landslide in Achoma, 
creates a natural dam along the Colca River in Peru. Oh, gosh. I've been to Colca Canyon. It is, I think they said, like, ten times deeper than the actual Grand Canyon. And I spent the night there, and oh my good God, was it cold as hell. But I held a falcon. I pet a bunch of llamas and alpacas. And I got to stand in the Andes Mountains underneath this beautiful array of 18-foot winged birds. The Andean condors. Really some of the most beautiful memories I've had in my whole life. Took place in Colca Canyon, Peru, which is where the Colca River is. And... Oh, the people there are so lovely. Just please give them love and light. Some of the sweetest people I've ever met. Great positive vibe energy. And it was so cold when we had to go. We had to go up this mountain and then go down into the valley. Went up to the top of the mountain and it started snowing. It was unbelievably cold. And you could only take one or two steps because it was absolutely... It was like 10,000 feet above sea level. That place was freaking high the sea level high high but 10,000 feet above sea level that's huge that's two miles two miles from the sea level not the sea floor the level of the actual ocean water crazy right anyway Colca Canyon Peru one of the most beautiful places ever I've ever been massive landslide created a natural dam in the Colca River that's crazy that is some crazy talk all right well, you guys, I'm going to I'm going to uh, pause this for a second and look up some UFO news and see if we can't find some cool UFO stories. Usually coming out of Roswell, New Mexico, um the uh there's a website that people from all over the world go to and they tell their UFO tales. So I'm going to take a quick break and see if I can't locate that online. And if not that, something else. So Hold on, here we go. This is, by the way, in honor of World UFO Day, which was actually yesterday, by the way, and I missed it, but today is kind of the day that we tend to talk about weird stuff anyway, so here we go. According to the RoswellUFOMuseum.com, I have been there. It is one of the most amazing places to be. I actually met Glenn, God rest his soul. He has left us for the great beyond where he has, I assume, learned all the answers to his questions about UFOs and aliens and everything else, all of his mysteries. He was one of the coolest people ever and I did used to have a picture of him holding my little girl. She was still breastfeeding, very teeny tiny thing, but she did have some fun at the museum with us. She was very quiet as she watched all the pictures of the crop circles, and they had a replica of the bodies that Glenn saw. He was the guy who saw, during the famous 1947 Roswell incident, he actually was there and he told us his story directly and he's told his story to Art Bell too he was working for a funeral home at the time and the base said that they needed to have delivered immediately caskets for children 
and when he went there he saw them with they he saw them with alien bodies on gurneys got rushing them into a building and he never forgot it and he recreated from memory dolls <laughs> e, you know et dolls that were life size and they were only four feet tall something like that creepy creepy stuff i 100 believe him i mean I, I got to look into his eyes and actually feel his energy in the you know being in the same room with him he even held my child you know i literally have a I used to have a picture of him holding my baby girl and she's had a lifelong interest in ETs and aliens and spacecraft and the like as well. So, you know, anyway, you Roswell UFO museum.com. They have a lot of interesting stories. So we're going to see if we can't read a few now on June 24th, this was put out and this is not a UFO story, but related alien abduction insurance policies. <laughs> I could have used this, man. Did you know you can purchase alien abduction insurance? Seriously. According to a Geico blog post, a London-based firm has now sold over 30,000 policies throughout Europe. Like other insurance, alien abduction policies can be used to cover medical or psychiatric care, <laughs> lost wages, or additional damages caused by an alien abduction. Also contrary to many life insurance policies, these insurance claims can be filed if abductees are considered missing and never return. If you're a believer and alien abductions are a concern, you might be interested in learning more about this. However, you should consider that filing a claim will require proof of the occurrence. This would likely include providing specific information about the aliens and spacecraft involved, a detailed description about the incident, uh, passing a lie detector test, providing video footage and alien signatures, <laughs> and including statements from a third party witness. Also coverage will include only one abduction. So if you have frequent flyer miles on an alien spacecraft, you won't really benefit from a policy. However, if history has taught us anything, it's that general population can be pretty skeptical of aliens and abduction stories. So getting that insurance payout might be more difficult than one would imagine. In fact, it might be the most difficult to prove in comparison to the myriad of other unusual policies available. And we're talking about werewolf insurance policies, vampires and ghosts. I didn't even know those existed either. Whoa. <laughs> A word to the wise. Alien abduction insurance is deemed more humorous than serious. Many policies are intended as a gag gift. Focusing on the novelty of the insurance rather than the actual financial protection. <laughs> of course, right? So whatever you do, make sure that you do serious research beforehand and before you spend too much money on any unusual insurance policy. However, if you're searching for a unique gift for the alien enthusiast in your life, this might just be the thing you're looking for. <laughs> it's a gift that's, of course, out of this world. <laughs> so there you go. Um, 
let's see I'm looking now for recent posts this this is a very interesting website you may want of course to go there yourself and and really explore it honestly I think I put a couple of my alien or UFO encounters in their database when I was there I I sat on their old looks like a 4086 computer is what it looked like back then it was a normal computer but old (laughs) and I did I I put my my stories in, in their database I came home and actually sent a few more off because I I've had a lot of instances in my life of UFOs sightings um a lot of times where I was driving down the highway in Minnesota and I just had a weird feeling overcome me. And then I would wake up while I was still driving. What the hell happened? What do you mean I'm waking up? I don't even know what happened. Suddenly very, very afraid to go outside. I've had other instances where I didn't see a UFO, but I was walking outside to get a cat in a yard or in a field. And suddenly I have three hours missing time. Very weird. I've had a lot of instances like that. One time I went outside and I saw a fireball rolling through the sky, just like a marble. <laughs> and it sounded like a giant freaking marble rolling through the sky. I don't know if it was a UFO, but it did roll right on over me. And I was just like shaking. I was so scared. And I didn't know what to do, but I couldn't move. I told my dad about it the next day, and he's like, why'd you go outside in a thunderstorm? Thunder and lightning storm. You know, didn't the rain give you a clue? And I'm like, there was no rain, Dad. I thought it was a fireball. And then I saw something about a fireball years later, and I'm like, wait a minute. Fireballs go very, very fast. This was rolling very, very slow. Like a giant marble. It was... I would have to say maybe the size of a VW bus or the size of a Peterbilt truck without the truck bed, you know, just the part where the driver's at. It was, it's, that's at least how big it looked like to me. And it wasn't what you see when you look up Pleiadian light ships. (coughs) It was, um, Rolling, it literally appeared like it was rolling. My dog saw it. My dog was usually kind of loud and barky and talkative, saw that and just was very quiet. Scary. Some of the stuff is scary. Anyway, I'm going to look for other uh, stories because this is very interesting for sure. All right. Um, Can't get this. I'm going to pause this so I can find out. All right, I figured out what's going on. I had to reload the page. All right. Uh, By the way, what is a UFO? If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you uh, have Spanish as a first language, OVNIs. O-V-N-I. OVNI. That's what I'm talking about. A UFO is an unidentified flying object, not necessarily of extraterrestrial or alien origin might be just something you don't recognize but I think that a lot more more and more 
the UFOs actually do not come from our planet. They are not of this earth. And they uh, might might be people from the future, or maybe it's people from other planets coming to visit, coming to say, hey, check us out. (laughs) I saw a really adorable uh, t-shirt the other day. It, it was a picture of a UFO with an alien kind of leaning out going, you know, with, had a tractor beam coming down to earth and a guy standing there in the bottom and, and the alien says, come on aboard. We're doing butt stuff now <laughs> on wish.com. You can find this t-shirt. Oh my God. So funny. I think next year on World UFO Day, I will have a some kind of a UFO <laughs> or ET related shirt, and maybe I will uh, wear it for the day. Anyway, <laughs> here's a fun story for you guys. In early December of 2009, Norway saw an unusual occurrence that prompted news reports, conspiracy theories, and lots of publicity. Before dawn on December 9th, 2009, a large blue spiral of light suddenly appeared on the horizon. The spiral moved, circling into a large black hole before fizzling out and disappearing. The sight was unbelievable, like nothing the hundreds of onlookers had ever seen before. Hundreds of onlookers. So you can't say one person was crazy when hundreds of people saw the same thing, right? What was it? They don't know. (laughs) Questions buzzed among the locals. Official reports. According to the reports, the light show was a result of a failed rocket launch, a Bulava ICBM, which is known to be a missile plagued with problems and imperfect test launches unconfirmed by Russian officials, an anonymous military source responded that it had been a submarine missile launch in the White Sea. The missile, rumored to have been out of control, exploded on the dim morning horizon, creating an unusual light pattern in the shape of a spiral that was showcased from the sun's beams, reflecting off the backlighting and leaking fuel. However, one Russian officer denied any claims of rocket launches, having leaving skeptics to speculate just what in the world that spiral really was. So that is very interesting. All right, we're going to look for another one of these stories. <laughs> All right, guys, I found another report. This is an older report called the Rendlesham Forest Incident. It was late December of 1980 when unidentified lights were reported around Rendlesham Forest in Suffolk, England. The United States Air Force Deputy Base Commander Lieutenant Colonel Charles I. Halt and additional Air Force personnel reported seeing the lights just outside of the Royal Air Force Woodbridge used by the Air Force at the time. As one of the most recognized UFO sightings to occur in the United Kingdom, the Rendlesham Forest incident is often referred to as Britain's Roswell for its notoriety and public interest. Now what happened? 
Security patrollers outside RAF Woodbridge reported seeing lights descending into the nearby Rendlesham Forest. Air Force personnel were sent to investigate, thinking it to be a downed aircraft. They were, dis- they were surprised to discover what they described as a glowing object, metallic in appearance, with colored lights. The object shot off through the trees, sending nearby animals into a frenzy. Local police were called to the scene about an hour after the sighting, but they did not see any unusual lights. The next morning, <laughs> the day after Christmas, December 26th, three small impressions were found in a clearing in the forest, as well as burn marks and damaged trees. But the police disregarded the evidence as being made by animals, right? Because they, what, fart and burn burn trees? <laughs> what kind of animals? I mean, dragons? Fire-breathing dragons? What burns, what burns the ground? What animals can do that? Do they hold forest fires? <laughs> do they sing camp sing-along songs? What what kind of expl- that's BS? <laughs> because the UK Ministry of Defense believed the event was non-threatening to national security, it was never investigated as a security matter matter. I mean that's just crazy, right? All right, we're going to go look for another story. Ooh, I found a really good one here. (laughs) This one's called the UFO tether incident. Oh my God. (laughs) The 75th Space Transportation System mission, now synonymous with the infamous UFO tether incident of 1996, was a space shuttle mission flown by Space Shuttle Columbia. While in space, a satellite tethered to the space shuttle broke off, drifted into space and away from the crew of the Columbia. The crew instructed to record video of the incident for post-mission review, captured an eerie sight as the satellite appeared to be swarmed by hundreds of UFOs giving the illusion of a sea full of swimming organisms around it. The video, published by NASA, sparked hundreds of debates over the years as to the validity of the incident and what exactly those swarming objects were. Wow. One of history's most infamous UFO cases, the Tether Incident, has enthralled alien enthusiasts for years. Fiction or fact, they ask. Astronaut Tom Jones, part of the Columbia crew, not to be confused with Tom Jones, the amazing singer. (laughs) He discussed the incident in Smithsonian Air and Space Magazine in 2016, giving what he calls conclusive proof of the unbelievable video footage. He has flown four different space shuttle missions over 11 years, and explains that the mysterious objects are actually pretty straightforward. He stated that astronauts have not seen any evidence of alien life. Reports of UFOs and images returned from the shuttle or space station have turned out to be ice crystals, drifting orbital debris, lightning flashes or meteors streaking through the dark atmosphere below. I don't think... I, I think he's covering up something. 
and I'm going to tell you why in just a moment. So uh, hold on, we're going to look up something else real quick. All right, so I found an interesting article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, the Pentagon released UFO videos. Now this was not that long ago, a couple months ago, April 28th, 2020. The Department of Defense confirmed what seekers of extraterrestrial life had long hoped to be true. They are real. At least the three videos that they released are real. And the government doesn't even know what the videos are showing, but three Navy videos have been um, driving speculation about the UFO um, thing for years, basically. They want to clear up any misconceptions about whether the unclassified footage was real or complete, but it's real, says the Pentagon, and they included links so that you can download the footage and check it out for yourself. So basically there are objects hurtling through the sky. One of them is rotating against the wind. Pilots are heard expressing confusion and awe. When they first appeared online, they breathed new life into the decades-long conversation about whether interstellar visitors had ever come to Earth. The Pentagon's release did cheer enthusiasts in the search for extraterrestrial life, even though experts caution that earthly explanations usually exist. Yeah, right. (laughs) If they would have already figured it out by now, because some of these are kind of older videos. So the videos were published in 2017 and 2018. So, okay, so these are a little bit older. They say it doesn't mean it happens because of aliens, of course. But it is worth looking at these things, of course. I'm not going to read the rest of uh, the uh, article, but there has been a lot of, like, as soon as Trump got into office, there was a big data dump where tens of thousands of documents that had been classified before were suddenly released to the public. So good luck waiting through, you know, when each document could be 10 to 20 pages long. I mean, it's going to take a minute. It's going to take a hot minute to find anything of value, especially things that aren't uh, crossed out in black marker, obviously. So, um, I've told you guys, I think I've told you every single one of my UFO stories. And I, more in more recent years, uh, last year, I kept feeling an eerie feeling and I'd go out, go to my window and open my window and just start snapping pictures of the clouds that looked weird. And upon further inspection, I noticed that there was gigantic rectangles in the, in the sky that was, they were almost completely invisible but they're little faint lines in the sky and I realized that these are um, I was looking into the Arcturian ships and they told me those are our ships but they're like in the ninth dimension I don't know how I was able to see them or even capture them with a third dimensional camera or you know phone as it were but if you want to go to my Instagram way long ago it just looks like pictures of puffy white clouds in a blue sky But if you look at them closely, you'll see there are the outline. The clouds are shaped like 
alien heads, <laughs> like typical gray aliens, even though the Arcturians have similar shaped heads and they're like blue in color, but it's like almost like they were projecting their image onto the clouds so that I would know they were there for me. They were there to say, hey, a couple of other pictures I took. If you uh, take your two fingers and blow them up on Instagram, uh, mermaid girl 888, by the way, you'll see that I even, I think one or two times captured uh, Pleiadian light chips, but they were the singular piloted light chips. Someone on Gaia recently said that they were actually Merkabas, that the Pleiadians have the ability to fly around in their spirit light bodies. I hope that's true because I want them to teach us how to do that. But so that might be accounting for some of the UFOs. And I have told you guys about the UFO in Santa Barbara that I, I had a feeling they were going to be there. They telepathed to me and they said, we need you to go to the beach right now. And I'm like, but I don't, my, you know, like I don't have a way to get anywhere. I think my car wasn't working or something that day. And my, my boyfriend had his car and I didn't have a way to get to the beach. And they said, we'll take care of it. Five minutes later, my friend called me and he said, Hey, I had an idea. Let's go to the beach. I'm like, that was really, really, really weird. How are these, how are these guys doing this? (laughs) And so we get in the car and we go to the beach. The one that I thought we were going to go to Arroyo Borough beach in Santa Barbara. We get there and my friend says, um, well, uh, this is weird. I'm like, what's weird? He said, well, when I asked you to go to the beach, I thought we were going to go down, you know, near the marina or at least, you know, the, the cliff overlooking the marina, the other beach, basically just overlooking the ocean. He didn't want to even go down on the beach. He just wanted to sit up on the cliff. There's like a little park on a cliff looking over the ocean. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I thought you meant this beach, huh? Very strange. It's not like he didn't know what he was doing. He grew up there his whole life. He was even a taxi driver. (laughs) So he knew where everything was. And somehow they, (laughs) whoever they are, made him go to the beach they wanted us to be at. And I said, oh, guess what? And he said, what? I go, well, usually the UFOs come here. He's like, what do you mean usually the UFOs come here? I'm like, yeah, so get your flashlight and your camera. You have a camera? And he's like, yeah. And he grabbed both. And he shut his door and locked it. And we started walking. And he goes, oh, darn. I'm like, what? And he goes, I left the camera (laughs) and the flashlight in the car. I'm like, how'd that happen? You had it in your hand. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And I'm like, well, we have to go. We have to go. And he's like, why? I'm like, we're going to miss them. We have to go. (laughs) And I had this urgency. I had to go. I had to go. And I, we, we get there and, and I don't know why, but we parked outside of the parking lot, which they close at night, but we still had an hour. So why did we park on the outside? It was so weird, but we did. And we walked like a block <laughs> to the place where there was a big, huge parking lot. So we get there and, 
as soon as we got there, all of a sudden the restaurant shut its lights off and like 20 or 30 people walked in couples, you know, two or three people, you know, and they all got into cars and they all had this look on their face. Like they were in, um, zombie mode, (laughs) zombie mode. Like they just had a vacant stare. They did not register that we were there. Nobody said a word to us as we walked as fast as we could past all these people. We were in a rush because I knew the UFO people were going to be there. And my friend's like, that's weird. I'm like, what's weird? He's like, how come none of these people register that we're here? Do you see their faces? I'm like, yeah, it's freaking me out. And like all the lights shut off at once at the restaurant. Now, usually, you know, there's stragglers, there's people laughing and joking and pulling out their keys and jangling their keys as they're marching along. Some people are drunk. Like usually a typical people leaving a restaurant that's closing scene, but no one said a damn word. They just looked stare straight ahead. Like they were somehow being controlled. Anyway, we, we, uh, get down to uh, the steps. We go down, you know, was there steps? Yeah. I think there's a couple steps going down to the beach and we were standing there and he's like, what now? Why are we here? I'm like, well, you called me to go to the beach. He's like, oh yeah. Why are we here? And I'm like, well, they wanted me to come here. I was like, what do you mean they? I'm like, oh, I'm abducted regularly. And they asked me to meet them here at the beach. They wanted you to come with me, apparently. That's why we're here at this beach. And he was like, what? I'm like, you'll see. He's like, oh, I want to see them. I'm like, well, I wish you had your flashlight. We could could have communicated with them. And he's like, no. I, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I'm like, I don't either. <laughs> it's like they were fully controlling us. You know, it's what it felt like anyway. And he's like, so where's these UFOs you're talking about all the time? I'm like, well, you have to stand right here and you got to look in that direction off to the left. They're going to appear in a minute and then they're going to disappear and then they're going to be closer and then they're going to disappear and then they're going to be right above our heads. He's like, how do you know this? I'm like, because this is like the fourth or fifth time I've witnessed this. This was a regular occurrence in the nineties in the actually, well, from 1980, maybe 88 to maybe like 94. I noticed this almost every single night. So (laughs) every night I was outside looking up. And you'd be surprised how many people I would say, Hey guys, look up. There's going to be a UFO. And they say, I don't believe in that. I'm like, well, you could change your mind right now. If you just bother to look up, you know how many times people would refuse. They would turn their back on the part of the sky I'm looking at. They were so scared. And every time I saw an incident, I would call the air force and the airport and the weather station. I would call all of the authorities and ask if there were any, anything flying in that time, you know, part of the sky, I'd report the UFOs. They would record the instance and laugh me off the phone, but never once was there any military testing. There was never anything. It was all UFOs every time. So anyway, all of a sudden, boop, it appears in the sky. And my friend's like, Oh my God, that's weird. What is that? That's not a plane. It came out of nowhere. I'm like it's going to, it's going to disappear and it'll come in closer. And then it did. It just poof out of the out gone. And then 
boop, here it comes again, closer to us. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, I want to see it better. I'm like, don't worry, it's going to be right above our heads. I've done my calculations. I know it's going to be here. And all of a sudden, poof, gone out of the sky. And all of a sudden, boop, right above our head. He's like, holy moly, oh my God, oh my God. And we started running and running and running as fast as we could underneath this massive ship that was probably the size of a football field. It looked so close that I could take a rock and throw it and hit the back of it. And we were running and running and running, and we were so excited about it, we didn't realize we are running in the ocean, like along the edge of the tide. And we went from one, if you go to Royal Borough Beach in Santa Barbara, there's two cliffs in this, and then an empty space in which is where the beach begins. So we went from one end of that cliff to the other cliff, and it disappeared behind a cliff. And my friend's like, I want to see it. I want to see it. And, and, and he just looked at me and he started crying and shaking. And he's like, where did it go? I wanted to meet them. I want to know them. I'm like, so do I. Maybe the, maybe that's our family. You know what I mean? Maybe that's, he's like, maybe it is. You know, looking back, I think he was a star seed and I know I was too. So we were like, okay, we're not going to see anymore. It shows over folks. Cause the next next place along that meridian that they're going to appear we won't be able to see there's no visibility because of the big cliff so that's it all she wrote my friend was crying and trying to climb the cliff and he couldn't get up the mountain so we decided to just let's go downtown get you know to the country's best yogurt tcby on state street and talk about it we get down there and he says um you know, so what's been going on? I'm like, well, I kind of really want to still talk about the UFO if you don't mind. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Typical thing that happens to people that are in shock or in trauma or that whose memories have been wiped after have seen, having seen a UFO, but I have the memory still because I wasn't afraid as much as he was. And he says, what are you talking about? I'm like, at the beach. He's like, we didn't go to the beach. What are you talking about? Like, why are your shoes wet from running in the ocean when we ran underneath a UFO? You don't remember this? It just happened like 30 minutes ago. What the hell? And he's like, we weren't at the beach. I'm going to take off your shoes. And he took off his shoes. I'm like, dump the sand out, dude. And he dumped the sand out, about three inches of sand because we were running so hard. Came out of his shoe. And he looked at me and he was scared. He started shaking. He's like, I think we need to go home now. I have to drop you, I have to drop you off. And you guys, I didn't hear from him for six months. He was that scared. That's my UFO story. Now, I've told you guys this one before, but if you're new to the show, or maybe you want to hear this one again, it's pretty, pretty good one. It's an oldie but a goodie. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, they check us out, and they travel along a ley line, maybe. I'm not really sure. Or magnetic lines of the Earth. I think it's easier for them to propel using some kind of magnetic, electromagnetic force. They telepathed that to me when I was pretty young. I was in my, I was in my uh, 20s, like 20. I think I was like literally 21 or something. I was pretty young. But anyway, there you go. There's my UFO story. <laughs> Even though it's a day late, happy World UFO Day. And tomorrow, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. And if you're from Venezuela listening to this, 
uh, Feliz Dia de la Independencia for Sunday. And also, happy full moon. We're going to talk about the full moon on Monday, even though it'll be a day late. Um, we didn't have time tonight because I just had to talk about weird stuff. And to me, I love UFO stuff. Dr. Stephen Greer is still at it. If you want to check his stuff out, Coast Coast AM uh, is a good resource. Old Art Bell things relating to UFOs, another good resource. And, of course, the Roswell um, Museum and the International UFO Research Center. They have a lot of amazing articles. Um, And there you have it. There you have it. Never, never, never enough time to talk about this stuff. I wanted to give a shout out to the author, Anne Hillsborough. She was really looking forward to this episode. So, hi, Anne. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for supporting me, for supporting the show, for nominating me, for the People's Choice Award, and for just generally being you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to have all the interactions we've been having on Instagram. It's been very amazing and very positive. So thank you for that. I will be back guys on Monday with all unique and original programming. Just like always, we will continue our read of the over hundred year old book by Swami Panchadasi, the human aura on Monday. And it's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about what do the colors in your aura mean? That's Monday. So you got to stick around, come back on Monday and listen. So that's it for now. <laughs> have a wonderful weekend. It's, I mean, we have a, an eclipse, a full moon, Independence Day, all kinds of crap going on. And also we're going to be bombarded on Sunday with cosmic radiation. Just, you know, just a heads up. Give yourself space, give yourself grace. And I'm signing off now, (laughs) for now, (laughs) with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.